This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Trying to get by Benning. Darnell Nurse left it in the corner. Gets up center. Perry scoops. Hey everyone, we're back. It's the Forever Mighty Podcast. Pat, Ed, and Jason all on the mics tonight, which I think Jason, you said it's the first time in 2020. That all the boys are together. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's <laughs> it been a weird be. one, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, because I mean, shoot, this I I always forget. I mean, we have some stuff to talk about for sure. We're not just gonna rant like we did in our last show, which was fun with all the Patreon guys. But uh, I always forget what day it is. And this, I've been lucky enough to work from home, but I really am just like, okay, I have to work tomorrow, so I can't stay up till two in the morning today because it'll be tomorrow, and I have to wake up for work. So, yeah, I don't remember what day it is most of the time during this. Well, I'm not even working anymore, so all the days are just like, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Like, I know it's Sunday today, but like, one, two days ago when it was Friday, I thought it was like Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah, day is the same. same. <laughs> it's like, every, it's usually around Tuesday. That's when I start going, like, it's Wednesday, right? Or, or no, or, you know, are we back on Friday or what time is it? But I've been working like crazy because of all the heat and stuff, so. Uh, I'm, so I'm starting to realize what days they are. I just keep working. So I have kind of the opposite. I just keep working, and now I'm confused on what day it is. Well, you know, what's not working is uh, no hockey. Uh, uh, we're 60 days, something like that, into this, no hockey. Uh, it's been a very, very sad time if I'm stuck at home and I can't watch something. But, um, dude, they're still going to do the draft. They are talking about playoff formats. So, Eddie, where do you want to start with that? Because that's some interesting stuff we could kind of – we can kind of chop up here and talk about. Yeah, let's let's go the more the I guess the more ducks angle because I think like the ducks have been at the center of this new playoff format that's been proposed. Apparently, it's the I guess the favorite playoff format among like executives, NHL executives, because it seems to be the most fair option for everybody. But the the reason the ducks are at the center of it is because of how bad the Pacific Division is. And the Ducks would just be probably the worst team making the playoffs. I mean, they're the fifth worst team in the league. And the fact they'd be making the playoffs is ridiculous. And it's only because L.A. is is worse than them. So the format that they're going with, it's assuming that no regular season games get played. So we just hop right into the playoffs based off points percentage. That the top six teams from each division meet in one city. They open with a best of three between the number one and number two seeds to decide a division winner. Then the number three meets six and number four meets five just for the right to keep playing. 
And then under that that scenario, the only the seventh team uh, is left out. So in some cases, like the Rangers are the seventh place team in the Metro, but they are a lot better team. They're above 500 record. They're a way better team than the Ducks are because uh, they're one point behind the Islanders in the Metro. And then you have a team like Chicago who they're not a lot better than the Ducks, but they're better than the Ducks this year. Uh, and they would be left out as well. So the the, the Ducks okay are right at the center too. of that because of how bad. I mean, like how how does the fifth worst team in the league make the playoffs? Only because San Jose, LA, are, are just as bad as the Ducks are. Money, money, money. <laughs> yeah, money, money, money. <laughs> but here's what I don't get: because if they're going to one singular place to do all these playoff games, how are these owners getting money? Because they're not playing in their arenas, they're not playing in front of fans. Well, they get so, revenue shared from like TV rights, TV deals, and. And, yes. um, and and honestly, but at, but at, at, that the, point, at the risk of an injury or something, I don't know. It's just I, I think at that point it's just playing games. Like it's better to do that than to do nothing in their eyes. Like it, if you end the season with no champion, it hurts them in the game more than having your mini playoffs where pretty much twenty six teams. I think that would be right. Twenty six teams or so. I, I think you guys less. hate this. Do you not? Oh, I hate it. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Ducks have no business being in the playoffs, especially. Uh, so I don't mind it if it has no impact on draft standings. Like if you take draft standings the way they are, based off points percentage as well, the Ducks have the fifth overall pick, and then they're thinking of doing. You know, we'll get to this a bit later, but they're thinking of doing the draft lottery in terms of like old rules, where only the top five teams can move up, and the Ducks would only be able to move down one spot. So then the Ducks could only go up from five to one or from five down from five to six. So it's not, you know, if, if that's set in stone and then we have this weird playoff format, I'd be all for it. I don't care. Then we get to see Trevor Zegris play playoff hockey for the Ducks. That really doesn't mean anything. They're probably going to get swept in that series. But if it has no impact on their draft standing, then sure, I'd love to see some more Ducks hockey before the beginning of the 2020-2021 season. Well, who's the third in the division? Who would the Ducks play? Oh, that's a good question. Vegas. Uh, yeah, because I mean, oh yeah, Vegas is third. Vegas. Yeah. yeah, they get swept. Yeah, they're getting. <laughs> well, I think it's just a one well, one off, right, for those games. Or are they best of three as well? Um, it doesn't say. It says there's a best of three between the number one and two seeds, and it just says while well, number three and six and four and five meet for the that's right. The same to keep thing. Play. Yeah, I think it'd be best of three for both. I think it'd just be best of one for those ones. Maybe I would think. Maybe not, but. Mm-hmm. Any more details, Edward? Yeah. They need to release some more news. So does Greg Wisniewski. You guys don't like it at all, though, purely because it just kind of screws the Ducks on a um, on a draft point, right? Is that the yeah. whole thing here? Well, that's the whole point. Like, we they suffered worked so hard this. to tank the last two years. They got, finally got Zagris. <laughs> Two-thirds of the season we suffered through so that they would get a top-five pick. And if somehow they go on a run, like any team can go on a run, especially – you know, the, the Ducks aren't a great team, but if John Gibson comes back and gets hot, like there's, it's not impossible to say that they could beat the Golden Knights two out of three games. Or if it's a one-off game, like they could beat them in, in one game. Like anybody can win one game, and I think anybody could win two out of three, no matter who they are, even, even the way the Ducks are playing. Uh, when you think you're going to get a lot of guys back from, from injury and healthy and, and whatnot, like there's a 
there's a chance you could win. And if if it comes to, to be that they play Vegas in that first round of a makeshift playoff series and they win, and then all of a sudden they go from having the fifth overall pick to the tenth overall pick, and then they get swept in that round, what was all that for? Like, what was the entire season for at that point? They were nowhere near going to be a playoff team. So, uh, honestly, my, my favorite thing for them to do would just be points percentage and have a 16-team playoff. And, yeah, some teams get screwed out of it, but the Ducks have no business making the playoffs in any form. Unless they win a cup in COVID-19 Cup Final. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then it's the same thing. Whoever wins in my mind has, has a little asterisk. It's just like, oh, they won, but... You know, not everyone played the same amount of games leading up to it. Uh, we jumped into a playoff type format, you know, playoff um, speed, and you had like two months off where no one played, no one did anything. We couldn't go work out as a team and do anything. It's like, well, what if someone had all that momentum going forward? And now all of a sudden, everything just dropped off, and you know, teams, you know, you know, don't don't get back into it as well. It just it yeah. it feels it feels less like an actual playoff it just feels like well let's just throw something out there so we can say we did it and, and it happened and that's this what's going to feel like no matter what like and if they go right into playoffs and no regular season games that's what it's going to feel like no matter the playoff format yeah, like, they should though they should boston they should just do it points, yeah well boston point percentage well, is the best team in the league but what if boston just comes back from all this just not ready to go like it's almost like a new season and yeah. there are good teams who, like, look at Tampa, the way Tampa started the season. They weren't good for the majority of the season, and they got hot later on. Like, I, a very good team could come back from this break if there's no regular season game warm-up and just shit the bed and then make way for some other team to go through. And, and you know, chances were that a team like Boston or Tampa would make a long run if everything had to stay the same. So I, I, are we I at that, the point where you just need to cancel the season and call it a day and see everybody in, in camp in no, September? I, I don't think so, not yet, because I I think they're they're fully open and we've seen the reports lately of moving the season uh, the twenty 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 one twenty one season back to November or December. So if they can't get this done in the summer, then we've already seen they're willing to play games in in August or September, and uh, and if we get to that point, it would be just playoffs but i think they still want to play regular season games like that's what i would rather see i think that's the fairest way to do it even if you can't play them all like no. they Why? need some sort of warm-up so that these teams can get back in the get, get back into the group because otherwise it's just like i say just jumping in and you can jump in and be slow out of the gate just because hey listen we're, we were training this hard for the seven months leading up to this and then all of a sudden just stop you can't do anything can't do any of that oh jump right back into it and you we want you with playoff well, they're gonna do a camp right so if they come in may 15th they have camp until june 1st they get to skating to- the team all that stuff like <laughs> Uh, there's no, I don't think there's a real good way, any way to do it. So if if you don't do it with doing the um, extra games to finish out the regular season, then you just do where everyone is and you just treat it like a new playoff. Hey, we're just going to do it. You get a best of seven. One plays eight, just the same thing as it's always been, um, you know, versus trying to come up with some, you know, roundabout way for teams to make it that might have had a chance later it's like sorry that's what it is it's either nothing or we just do the the points percentage because i think that's the fairest way if you just jump in a playoffs versus 
dancing around and coming out with the most off-the-wall idea of 26 teams making it, and now we're going to change it to best of three, but the first two are just playing to be the top. And then the I'm game, dude. Fourth. I'm so game for this. So <laughs> well, like, even it's if too it, damn confused. Give me all the if trash. This, give me all the trash it, ideas yeah. and just well, do it. Be, if this the, thing the greatest with story ever. <laughs> with the ducks making it like if this thing with the ducks making it is the fairest way possible there really is no fair way possible because you got to take the, like the rangers but this is not but, fair. but this is based on points percentage in like a weird division format so that they can play division games but then you got a team like the rangers who like no matter what somebody gets screwed over right like the rangers were a borderline playoff team they were close to holding on to a wild card spot but because the metro is so good and they're 7th in the metro that they get bounced out to a team like the Ducks who are way worse than them. Like, there's literally, with with no regular season games being able to be played, then there's there's really no fair way to just jump right into playoffs. Like, somebody, no matter what, somebody's getting screwed. Like, that's just going to happen. I think that Sometimes NHL's you got to take one for the that. team, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah everyone, everyone, everyone takes it. Man. As long as you're not the one taking it, right? <laughs> then you're fine. Yeah, basically, if, if you don't agree with jumping into the playoffs with points percentage, you should just end the season. If you're yeah. worried about someone's feelings being hurt, then just end the season. End it. Yeah. Say, hey, we're not coming back. We're done. Everyone you got to put that on the table. I think, that will, I think it's going to be on the table. Yeah. Eventually, it's going to go on the table to players. It's going to be like, you either cancel the season or you go based on points percentage. And sorry, I think Rangers, Columbus, whoever, Vancouver, those teams <laughs> who just miss out, you're you're out. Sorry. Like, Rangers are screwed no matter out. what. <laughs> yeah. Can we just kick like, that's, the that's Islanders out and let the Rangers slide in for them? Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I hate their fans too. I hope they never win another yeah. game in the history of the sport. That's so brutal. That'd be a first. That'd be a first. I hate it would be a first. Yeah, <laughs> him. So, playoffs. All in favor of this say aye. So there's no eyes. So we've already talked about before too. Like what we pr- 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 you know propose. The easiest one would be points percentage, and they need to cu- they need to give a date. If we can't figure this out by June first. Season's done. Have your summer. That's like yeah. basically when the Stanley Cup final will be over the first week and a half of June. If you can't figure it out by then, yeah. just screw it. Call it off. We're used to no hockey in the summer. I'm already going to be fine with it by then. I'm already mad now, but I'll be okay come summertime. And then come September, open up training camp. And so I can go wear my mask at the Great Park and watch training camp <laughs> if it's open to the public. Like, just get me excited for next season. Let's just call it after June. Don't say it only needs in to be July. Some symmetry. There needs to be some symmetry between... When how games are going to be played, how playoff structure is going to go, and how the draft's going to go. Like you can't just have the draft go based off points percentage and then do a playoff format where the Ducks also make the playoffs. <laughs> like it just it it doesn't make sense because like imagine you do draft lottery and draft based off points percentage, and the Ducks win the lottery and jump from five to one, and then all of a sudden the Ducks also make the playoffs. And they go on a run. Like it's very very niche scenario, but it's possible, and it may it, that. Very rare scenario still has a chance of happening. It would make the NHL look stupid. You you can't you can't not have symmetry there. Where like if there are teams who are in the top part of the draft and normally wouldn't be in the playoffs, they can't be in the playoffs. If that's how you're organizing the draft, then you also have to organize the season and the playoffs the same way. That that would never happen because it's the Ducks. If it yeah. was Pittsburgh or Edmonton. I could definitely see all of those things happening for sure. So I'm sure they'd find another way to find the champion would also be the one that gets the first overall pick. They'd make that work. It's just funny as the long as it's not the <laughs> because of how bad 
the Pacific Division is. Like all the other teams yeah. who have high draft picks, like Ottawa, Detroit, and LA, they're not even involved <laughs> in this discussion because they they wouldn't be in that playoff format. Because but because the Pacific Division is so bad, the Ducks are like way worse than any other team of the twenty four who would make that that playoff picture. So they're right <laughs> at the center of this. If the Ducks did it, the only the only highlight I would have from it is just be like, see, we got rid of Carlisle, we made the playoffs. It was all Carlisle. And now the uh, the Orange Alliance members are, are cheering while they listen to you. Yeah. They all can't wait to hear that. If it's saying it, say it all last year, get rid of them, we'll make the playoffs. Yeah, we just go back to that, uh, that, that awesome playoff series against the Sharks. That beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. playoff series. They got swept. Um, so speaking of the draft, though, when you're talking about a virtual draft, Eisman said he doesn't like it. But I don't think he likes it at all, right? If they're going to continue playing in the regular season, how are you even going to have the draft in June? Yeah, that's my argument, too. Like, it doesn't yeah. make it, it, And it feels like, and what everybody, it, I don't even feel like it is like the NHL is doing this because they need something to happen so they can make money. Like, they just need, they need their brand to stay relevant. Like, the NFL had their draft. And and so many people watched it because it was the only sports thing on. Like people who don't even watch football watch the NFL draft well, on the, TV. Uh, NHL could have that too if they would just cancel the season and say the draft's in June. You could do it. You could just seed the way it is and figure out a way to do rather than worrying about putting together a season, worry about how you're gonna stack the draft and how that's gonna be fair. Um, and then that's it. If, yeah, but it they're not gonna do that because they would have the canceled the season now. already. You have to go like, by points percentage for all this stuff. You have to. There's no point in having a draft in June when you might think of playing regular season hockey still in August or September because it, it makes no it makes no sense because then the standings are going to change and, play, and, and teams are going to move up and down. And even in that top five where it's, it's uh, San Jose, which is technically Ottawa's pick, Ottawa, Detroit, L.A., and Anaheim, like, if you play regular season games, then that's going to change. Now, if you don't do regular season, like, I think if they announce that there's going to be a June draft, they also, in tandem, have to announce we're not playing regular season games at the very least and say we're just going straight into playoffs because the playoff format shouldn't affect the draft standings. But I agree with you. If they're going to push for a draft in June, they should probably also say, okay, well, we're not doing a season now. Because it, it it makes it feel like they're rushing it just to have content out there to make money off of and have people watch it so they can, they can stay relevant. Like, really, that's why they're doing it. It makes no sense to have the draft scheduled or planned anytime before you even have what you know what you're going to do for the rest of the regular season and playoffs. Yeah, and then I would think, I mean, if we're doing it in June, I mean, if at that point the NHL's kind of opened up, then I would assume that the uh, baseball would probably be opened up, football will probably be uh, coming up, and I'm still thinking that they, they still probably wouldn't be all that relevant anyways. I think everyone else, you know, would probably end up starting to go to those other sports in the first place rather than watching, you know, a haphazard playoff thing to just throw teams in there and try and make it work. It's just, in my mind, it's like, yeah, it sucks, it blows, but it's over. Quit stringing this along like, oh, it might happen, we might do this. It's At this point, yeah, like Pat said, I mean, it's almost to the point where yeah, the season would be over anyways. 
we're kind of okay with it at that point. And it's just, let's, let's kind of keep things in line moving forward. Like it was a normal season. We just had to miss the playoffs in the last end of the regular season. It sucks, but it, it's what happened. I'm okay so. till June 1st. Give it if yeah. June 1st. You can't get your shit together and there's nothing in set in place. Nothing's going on. Then kill it. You have a month to figure it out. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah. You want to do a little mini playoff format, have it go June into half of July and be done. Cool. If you can't figure that out, and it's reasonable, then just cut it. And I got—I understand the reasonable subjective, um, but I think if it's not points percentage, it doesn't matter. What would you guys think, though? This is just throwing it out there. I'm not saying I think it's the best idea, but it kind of goes, it's a throwback. Take the top eight out of each conference and not go by division. Do it by points percentage. Rank them 1 through 15, 1 through 16. That's it. And the top eight from each go and play. If you didn't make, you didn't make it. I, I would be fine with that, but I also would be fine with just take the top 16 teams from the league based on points percentage I'm okay and just throw too. them into the playoffs. Because okay, if you're playing in a neutral site, why does it matter if, yeah, it's, if it's West yeah, versus East? That's true. It doesn't matter at all. I, I would That, that would too, be yeah. my, my preferred one. But if they do want to have eight, eight East, eight West, then I'm fine with that. Would be, Yeah, that would be my second choice to have that. I think that's probably the fairest way you could, you could ever do it. They should probably go back to something like that, but at least right now. Well then, then what happens when it's the the final four teams and someone wins and they're supposed to get the uh, the conference trophy? <laughs> uh, true. It's like true. four East teams. It's like no one gets it. Yeah, that'd be good trivia. Yeah, but like if if you have to asterisk that trophy, it's not the end of the world, right? Like, no one gets so show, sorry, there was honestly. no Prince of Wales trophy this year. We're not we're not doing. At least we have a Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny too about this this draft comment is it's coming from the guy who's the least benefit to having the June the draft in June. Like Eiserman and Detroit have pretty much locked up that first spot, so he can come out and say whatever he wants. Like he has he doesn't really need to come out and say, "Oh man, I I want to wait till the season's over to find out." Like Detroit's not going to move from that spot. Like we could play all the rest of the regular season's games, and Detroit's probably going to lose ninety percent of them. They're still going to stay in that spot, but he still comes out and says that he hates it. Like. You know it's yeah, bad when he comes out and still says he hates and no matter what, he's going to hold on to that first spot. It's not like he's saying that because he's worried that, you know, if we play regular season games, Detroit's going to move out of that spot. Like, there's no way. They're, I think they have that 20 points in the bag right now. Well, might matter. They've got uh, second-round uh, picks from Edmonton and Washington. Yeah, they I mean, maybe there it guy. might matter. But, I, I mean, at least for the first round picks. picks, like, doesn't change too much but no again even even for the ducks if you go points percentage right now that second pick first round pick they got from boston goes from potentially uh you know it's gonna end it was going to be anywhere from 28 to 31 to begin with but it's it'll be for sure number 31 because boston has the best points percentage in the league if that's the way you finished it if you if you don't you know base it off uh playoffs or anything like that so we're all in agreement sir it's points percentage either the entire league Top 16 go, or to make it fair, even though it's, it's being played at neutral sites, we go 8 East, 8 West. And if the teams are exactly, same record, exactly tied, have them play a one-off game, whoever wins goes. Like, let's yeah, just get well, the show on the road. Let's just do it. Yeah, that's what they, that's what they do in baseball. They're the last two teams in, and each side get to play for the right to play on. I think they, should, they need to make the damn decision and just say, this is what we're doing, and we're going to do it. So that's what I'm saying. Cut the season in June. They want, nobody has it. That's the thing. Like they act, the only leagues who have made the decision to cancel their seasons have been soccer teams. 
the no, French, no, no, French Fox soccer league and the Dutch <laughs> soccer league canceled their season. But even even those different countries and their different leagues can't decide. Like the French league has canceled their season, and then the English Premier League is like, ah, oh, no, no, we're going to try and play in May or in June. So the, again, and for them, it's about money because they make more money than any league in the world. And for the NHL and for the NBA, it's about money. Like that that's all it's about at this point. Hundreds it's, of it's millions of dollars making, on the table. Yeah. I read uh, an article that it, it's cost or the canceling of sports worldwide. I don't know if this was just North American sports. I don't know if it, I doubt it is including soccer. So probably just the big four is going to cost around twelve billion dollars that they that you just lost in in revenue and in in just economic impact from all the sports leagues canceling down. Other obviously other than the NFL because it was already done. Mm-hmm. But MLB didn't even get started. Like either you know, NHL was halfway through, or more than halfway through. NBA was more than halfway through, but MLB baseball didn't even didn't even get to kick off. It, it happened right before the start of the season, so they didn't even get the tee off at all. Yeah, no one gets to watch old man ball. Who cares? <laughs> right now, would would you rather watch that than nothing? Oof, I'd rather play Oof. video games than uh, than watch that. To be honest with you, I I'm so desperate for sports. I would probably watch baseball. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily enjoy it, but I would watch it. <laughs> I don't hate baseball either, so it's it's, it's all right. It's 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 much better to be in at the place and drinking heavily, but I can drink <laughs> yeah. heavily and watch it from my couch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not a being at. Depending on your seats, like nine eighty percent of the seats at most baseball stadiums are just like I could watch this from home and get a better view of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I'd rather watch. I'd rather than bring pro beach hockey back. To be honest with you, than ah, watch, than watch nah. baseball. I'd rather no, watch no, reruns of that. The beaches are closed, dude. Can't do it. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Newsom. <laughs> Can't even have pro beach hockey. Unbelievable. Man. All right, I wanna I wanna throw a question here because I saw this question on Twitter, and um, I'm gonna take one name out of it right off the bat because it's no. easy. Oh, all right. Yeah, but uh, I think this was JT Bourne asked this on Twitter. He said, "Who are some of the hockey players?" who you feel played in the wrong era, like whose skill set would have been better suited for the style of play of a different decade. We'll just go with, obviously, today. Um, any players from the past that you think would play better in today's era? Uh, the majority of answers, I think probably about 50 to 60% of the answers were Paul Korea. So we're going to take Paul Korea's name out of that because I think all of us probably would have said Paul. Uh, but I'll go to, to Pat first. Is there... Any player you think of, of just off the top of your head from, from a different yeah, era. Right off the top of my head, I would kill to have a guy like Eric Lundjohns play in today's game. That Dude, that guy yeah. is unreal. He's like, it would be like Ovi, but who fights? Like 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 <laughs> fresh fresh into the NHL, Eric Lindros. Like no concussions yet, Eric Lindros. Yeah, that guy was a monster. Yeah. He was a pure mm-hmm. monster when he played. Nobody could get in that guy's way except Scott Stevens. And that's just kind of the way it worked. Yeah. And he was fast. Like he wasn't <laughs> slow either. No, I mean he's not fast. Oh, he's not fast compared to today's NHL, but he still would be able to. I think he'd still be an, an average skater today, and especially if he had the same upbringing and conditioning and everything that. The NHL players or minor league players go through today. I'm sure he would still be a fast player, but if he had that size and that power, I mean, and just like six four, two twenty, two forty, Eric Lindros. I mean, he'd probably be twenty five pounds lighter in today's at league. like six four, two twenty. Like yeah, that's when he came into the NHL at as like an eighteen year old. Yeah, that's stupid. That guy would just run through everybody. I feel like he would have a finesse game, but you don't go into the corners of that guy. And we've seen Ovi blow guys up too. Do you guys remember? 
in the beginning of Obi's career, it was him and uh, I think it was uh, was it Mike Commissarek. They get into it all the time on um, uh, uh, the Habs. They would yeah. always go after each other. I felt like, but yeah, that's uh, I don't know that don't that whole thing like with, that. with Lindros. Any big centers like that anymore who play the game the way he did? I don't think we have any. I guess Getz kind of used to be something. Like That's what I was thinking. Like Getz is, is maybe the closest you could get, but he's not. He doesn't have that that same just how power that Lindros had. Jay, Jay I, would, who's I, your would, I, I would say Pavel Bure. I mean, if you think about today's game, it's quite you know it's about speed, quickness with your hands, and creativity. And he had all of those things. Uh, at a whole other level just in that game. And I think he would do even better in a game like today where, same thing, he's maybe not going through so many injuries. I don't think most of his stuff was concussion stuff. But the fact that he did those things in that era where that was kind of frowned upon and you didn't really get that freedom and there was a whole lot more of the hooking, the interference, that sort of deal. If you could just let that dude skate full bore and come up with all his own tricks that he used to do way back when... I mean, that guy was just so creative, so quick, so skilled. I would just, I'd love to see what he could do if it was opened up for him. Yeah, along with Korea Bure was was the second yeah. most popular pick. Like, yeah, he he would be dynamic today. I mean, obviously, most like some of these, pretty much all of these guys that we're we're gonna mention are Hall of Famers anyway, so they would probably do well yeah. in almost any era, right? But mm-hmm. uh, uh, a couple of other guys that I that I had written down were. Um, Sergey Fedorov, uh, Alex McGillney, and Alexei Kovalev. I like the Alexei Kovalev one a little bit more because I feel like McGillney is kind of a similar player to Beret and just a kind of a skill set player. And and uh, obviously uh, Fedorov is too. And Fedorov did well in, in his era too. Like none of he's a Hall of Famer, but I like Alexei Kovalev because he was a unique player for his time. Like he was a big guy like Lindros was, but he had like the hands and the skill like Bure and like McGillney. I feel like if you threw him on a top line with a, you know, a player like Getzlaff or a player like Sid nowadays, like he would just absolutely tear it up. Oh man. That, I don't know. I never really liked him as a player though. Did you watch him a bunch growing up at all? Or were you too young to watch him play? I watched him a bunch in Montreal okay. because my, my parents were Habs fans, so I saw a bunch of, of Cole. But he had like a 95-point season with the Pans in the Stupid early 2000s. Stupid good shot, too, when he wanted it. Right? Yeah. He always made those crazy videos. You ever watch the the, yeah. the, the Kovalev <laughs> videos where he's like shooting from one end of the ice and hitting the top corner on the other yeah. end of the ice? And like, he, That's the, the key the thing you said there, though, when, when he wants it, when he wants to do it, because he was one of those players. That was always the thing, and that's why Russians kind of got a bad name from like guys like him, right? Like, ah, oh, he's not going to put the effort in. He's not, and that's where Obi kind of got the stigma and all that too. But I, I would agree with Jay. I didn't even think about that. Pavel Bure. Like, yeah. Just go watch his yeah. top that 10 was, highlights. <laughs> yeah, I mean that one. I mean it had because it was in the preseason. I don't think it gets all that much. But what he he was able to do, I still don't know how he did it at that that full speed where he comes in on a breakaway, does a little bit of like a, a move, and then like gets it with his toe, hits it off the skate right back to him, and puts it in. He did it in such tight quarters, so quickly. Oh, it was just Boston, like it was too. just like yeah. He was just like yeah, I did it. It's like I've been practicing that forever. I feel like now. 
things and the, the awesome matches. Everyone's coming up with all these creative things. He was doing that way back when, before he even had the freedom to really do things like that in games without getting scolded by Mike Keenan or whoever your coach ends up being. And, you know, just if he had that freedom to be able to do it and then not have the restrictions of the players against So I just think he would be so damn creative and so quick. Yeah, Burry and Korea would, I think those would be the, the two guys I, I think you would have to pick out of anywhere just because the game is all about speed and skill now. And, and both of those guys were two of the quickest players in the league when they were playing. And obviously, we know Paul suffered a ton of concussions. If, if he had played a fully healthy career with no concussions, I think there, there was an argument about this on Twitter too. Like, I think he would have been potentially a better player than Taman. And if he had stayed with the Ducks, he would have definitely been a better player. Probably the Ducks' best player in franchise history in all categories. Like, he still finished a point-per-game player after suffering, you know, pretty much concussions in in the first, up until he's 24. Like, his career was over at 24, pretty much. And then he was done after that. And and he was never the same. Like, he still played well in St. Louis and in Nashville, but nowhere near what he had done in the past. And it wasn't because the game evolved and he couldn't keep up anymore. Like the game was moving towards benefiting him even more. It was just, he couldn't keep up mentally anymore. Like he just wasn't the the same player anymore. Like Paul would be, I think a top 20 player all time. If he had have stayed healthy his entire career, I think he would have been well over, well, just he was on a stupid pace when Gary Suter cross-checked him in the mouth. Like yeah. that, I think he was. I don't know. I have to go back and look up the numbers on that season. I don't have them in front of me, but honestly, that that whole season, uh, Paul was on fire, and that just, dude, that ruined him. They knocked out mm-hmm. his teeth, concussion. Um, I mean, plus he had a. He, plus, remember he he locked himself out. He went on. He refused to sign for a bit too. There, I've been to. I remember going to Ducks games and and people were saying we won Paul. Paul. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a whole whole thing with that. So he missed time there. But that 97-98 season for Paul Korea, I'm bringing it up right now actually. Stats wise. Yeah. Well, I remember that too when you know he he wasn't signing, but uh, then he all of a sudden they went out and practiced, and there was funny because they had a little video. He's out there practicing, and then they called him over. It was someone, and literally they brought his contract while he's out there practicing with the team. Hey, we need you to sign here. So he's just signing his contract, multi years, multi million dollars. Just sign it real quick, go back out and start practicing again. <laughs> it's kind of funny little. So <laughs> strange enough, he got clobbered by Suter. Um, he had 108 points in 95, 96, 99 points in 96, 97, and 31 points in 22 games before he got cross-checked in the mouth. And that back then, that's a big deal, right? He was well above a point per game. He was going to have an outstanding year again, probably over another 100 points. Comes back in 98, 99, though, and has 101 points and then declined ever since then, really. Like a couple yeah, 80-point seasons. He kept getting hit. There, he just, kept getting he hit. Good concussions, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think a lot of times he played through those because he there yeah. was season after season where he had 82 games, 82 games, 82 games. Yeah, he played a full season. Because he didn't get hurt. hurt. Other than that, he didn't get hurt at all. Like, he just got concussions. The guy never really got hurt other than that. He didn't, he didn't miss games because of other injuries. He just got concussions. And, and the protocol back then was the Ducks needed Paul Curry on the ice, so he went back out there and played. You know? and, and, and the crazy thing, like a lot of – what he did too is is why I think he would have been went down as, as a top twenty player of all time is because he did this on his own 
a lot of the time. Like he was the only guy until Timo got there. And then when, when Timo left, he was the only guy. That was it. Like he was still the only guy. He led this team. You don't mean Peter Sikora wasn't a great fit in 03? Like again, like I think Tamo has proven he can do that, and I'm not saying Tamo isn't a great player. I just think you know if we we take injuries out of the equation, which I think you know you can do for players like Lindros too. I think if Lindros didn't suffer injuries, he would have been one of the probably the top ten players of all time. Just the way his career was going, right? And 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 imagine if if he didn't suffer those, uh, he would have just dominated the league for a good 10, 15 years. You, know, you could say that about a lot of players, but I, I definitely think you know if Paul had stuck around and he hadn't had those injuries, he would have been uh, one of the best players of all time. I think. I agree. All right, we got a bit we got a bit off topic uh, with that. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely think yeah, like Lindros, Korea Bure, I think are. Uh, are let me are, let me are, say one thing real quick. The Eric Lindros thing with Commissaric, I had the wrong player. It's not. It was somebody else. So scratch Commissaric. I don't know why it got to my head, but I was an idiot when I thought of that. My way. Like, you're saying you're saying Ov. Ov, and it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I know. But I, I was okay. thinking of somebody else, and it wasn't Commissaric. So let's just scratch that. Brain fart. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's uh, all right. It's, this isn't mine. I've, I've had quarantine flu, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I did it out in post. We're good. <laughs> All right, so there's there's been talk for a while about the Ducks changing their jerseys uh, after the first couple of years of Adidas and and going to there's rumors that they might go to an orange home jersey. Um, now, obviously, we've seen the nods here and there back to the classic jersey with the third jersey this year and 25th anniversary jersey, where we get the Mighty Ducks logo and we got the, the retro colors. Obviously, for the 25th anniversary with Paul and and Scotty going to the to their jerseys getting retired. It was a bit, I guess, of a unique year, and I'm not sure if they'll continue doing it. But I saw these concept jerseys online. You guys have seen them now. I'm going to put them on the screen uh, on our Twitch stream right now. I want to get your thoughts on these because it's uh, I'm just a complete 180 for the Ducks. It, it has a nod to the colors from the past, a little bit of change there. It's got the Retro Mighty Ducks logo. Uh, but it's It's got a bit of... I guess uh, an upgrade in terms of taking the retro feel out of it and, and making it a bit more modern. What do you think? I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I like that logo, um, uh, but uh, that that particular version. I mean, maybe that's like a good you know first draft. Uh, but other things kind of have to go into it because it, it looks really dreary and dull. And uh, like I said, the hockey sticks are gray. Um, it's just, it's just gotta be a little bit more color somewhere in there. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a complete turn from, from what the Samuelis are doing, which they want it to be a reason they kind of switched it over is with more orange is they want it to be orange County and, you know, they're big in the community of orange County. So uh, I can't see them ever really doing it as a permanent one, uh, that doesn't in some way have orange somewhere in there, but it, it just looks it looks sad and depressing. It's like a sad little cloud of over like what was a good uh, logo. <laughs> just, right. it if, if they did like depressing. a stadium series or or yeah. something like that, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing maybe those colors. I'm obviously a different logo um, All right. because usually stadium series they bring Eddie, in a new logo. Can you but. pull these up on on? Um, I just sent it to our podcast our podcast group in chat on Twitter. But these are the ones that I like. I think they were the best ones that have been picked up for concept. I think I know which ones you're talking about, the orange ones, yeah. 
These are my favorite ones. If you're going to go another route and take a concept jersey, I think these by far take the cake for me. I'll pull it up for everybody here so they can see it. These are the ones. I think, like, if, if they go to, before I pull those up, if they go to, yeah, um, I like this better. They go to a jersey, like a New Jersey. Are you thinking just change, let's just change color, or are you thinking they should also, should they also change logo as well? I like that logo, uh, the, the the old Ducks one. Yeah, I like I mean, that logo. I like that. The, yeah, so if you throw up the concept one here that Pat just shared, I, I like that one better than the one that we were talking about. I, I like the colors. I like the logos. Um, maybe the little diamond, upside-down diamond in the back. Uh, that could be a different color or something. I don't know. It's like a silver or gray or something. It seems a little off, but... They're not perfect, but I think they're no. better than the ones. I think it's that definitely better than the, the first ones you're showing. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree with myself, of course. <laughs> of course <you> do. <laughs> Eddie, do you like those purple ones? I don't mind them. Um, I agree with Jason a bit. Like, I think I, I, I would have to see them off of a design because, you know, some of the concepts you see, they're a bit more realistic in terms of how the color palette's going to look on a jersey like you can see in in the picture for this the jersey pattern they have in the background is the same purple but when you've got it on the the jersey pattern it looks a lot darker right so i think these jerseys conceptually would look a lot different when they're actually on a jersey and and printed out and and, you know on the players on the ice i think it would look a lot different from what they look in in the picture i don't hate them they just they needed something something else it's just it's missing something for me like, like i said I, I think if you took those colors you didn't put the mighty ducks logo and you wanted to use that for like a stadium series or whatever kind of game and you change up and you create a new logo uh, that kind of fits with that i think i think that would be good but i i don't think the the exact way it is um is the best way to go but i just threw the other concept up on the screen too so yeah oh, the these were I, mean, I remember seeing these, I think, like a year and a half ago. and um, I just have the home one up, but the away one is pretty much the same. It's just white. But, yeah, these uh, these are, are these would be my favorite jerseys they've ever done if they put yeah. these up. I just think the – and they're close to what they have now. They, they're, they're not far off what they have. Um, it, it's just they've rearranged the colors a bit. Um, the, you know, the home is still primarily black, but there's a, a bit more orange in it. So instead of going – full-on orange which i don't really want them to do for the home jersey yeah. they just added more orange to the black and then made the gold a bit more prominent obviously went back to the primary logo being the mighty ducks logo i think you could even make this work even if you just kept the primary logo the logo they have now like i, I still think that would work I, I just think the color concept of these jerseys and the way the orange and the gold the black and the white all go together that's what I like more. Like I don't really care what logo they use with this. I just love the color scheme that they did. It could work for either yeah. way. I like the ducks, the mighty ducks are the cool. best, obviously. Though. Yeah, I, I would like that one more. I, but, yeah, I, I work with them. And that's my favorite so, of the jerseys that they have right now. Any jersey that has the mighty ducks logo, I like that one. So that's just yeah. always been the way it's been. Maybe just because I I grew up liking grew the up team as a it. kid, but that's yeah. just I like it better. You know what I wouldn't mind seeing. Like a just a a full on new logo, and and they don't have to, like I don't mean permanently, but we, you know every year and again I mentioned this multiple times already, but every year 
there are teams and they're usually the same, you know, handful of 10 teams get a stadium series and winter classic and they get to see new logos and new designs. And a lot of the times they're bad, but there are occasionally the ones that are good, but I would just love to see a new, like New Jersey like that from the ducks. So even if it's just a one-off, I just want to see what that would be. Like, even if it's not like a permanent Jersey, like look at you know, the Avs last year was horrible. I don't know if you guys saw that. They're, yeah. uh, <laughs> classic. but they yeah, had one a couple of years ago where they went back to like the colorado rockies kind of logo a bit and it was a great jersey it's one of my favorite it's now their permanent third jersey like there's sometimes it pays off sometimes it doesn't obviously the king's one last year was horrible like the la with like the the waves yeah. in it like when, when your team when your team's slow you got to make your jersey logo look fast so you put some lines behind it oh, yeah. so it confuses everybody really <laughs> i would just like to see that life. i mean <laughs> the, the last time we got one was the stadium series jersey and they really didn't do anything they took the logo we already had they like lost it over and made it bright orange and and that was just the trend for that year because LA did the exact same thing with their jerseys. But I would like to see a new concept and, and something that they can come up with, as long as Adidas is the ones behind it, because they really haven't done a good job so far pumping out these stadium series and winter classic jerseys. There really haven't been too many good ones. Oh, trash for the most part. <laughs> Do you want to talk about what the next season lineup looks like before we wrap? Um, We can. We're at 45. Do you want to save it for another show and, and spend the entire show going more in depth on, on each player? Or do you want to briefly go over it now? I think the um, I think we should save an in-depth look at it for next time. I, I just have a question. Give us something on, to talk two... about in case something never comes about, right? So. <laughs> no, for sure. I have a question for you guys real quick. It's on two players, and we'll stop there. Okay. Do the Ducks re-sign both Christian Juice and Sonny Milano? They're both RFAs next year. I don't see why not. I think they're probably. Yeah. I think Christian Jews might have earned himself uh, a NHL contract. I think you could get away giving He's them better both than Jacob Larson. Yeah, and Del Zotto I mean, and Matt Irwin both fell off the books too. after next season or after this season rather. So yeah, I mean you still yeah you still have Larson you still have Gooley who spent a lot of time in in the AHL and I, and I think you could get away even if you give them contracts that they have to go through waivers. You could probably get away putting them on waivers because you would, if you're sending them down, it'd likely be because they're not playing well. So, I th- I don't see why they don't. I, I mm-hmm. they played well enough and they're young enough and and you know in Sonny Milano's case, he's a former first round pick. Like, there's no reason they don't resign these guys. I couldn't see why not. And they're not going to be asking for money either. Yeah. No, that full agreement. Um, I mean, that adds a little bit more depth on the defense. I uh, start thinking about that expansion draft coming up. I mean, if you liked what you saw out of them, which I think everyone, you know, just, you know, you know, didn't expect too much out of him, but he, he, you know, he did the job. He did kind of what you expect him to a little bit of a, a pleasant surprise. Milano had a great, you know, first game in there, really kind of uh, adorned himself uh, to some of the fans. Uh, but, you know, he's also got some of that, creativity and at least that hustle and drive and I'd love to see a little bit more from him and so especially if it doesn't cost a whole lot of money it could be you know a pretty pretty good signing give him a, a real chance at a season with the Ducks and see what he can do yeah five points in nine games in Anaheim not bad just starting out on a new team so I agree yeah. I think that I think they should take both for sure I just was looking at those earlier I was like wait a minute we have a lot of RFAs uh, in the next couple of seasons not a ton but and then a bunch of guys dropping off the books so that'll be a fun show we we'll definitely talk about that um, I think that's it then. 
Yeah. That's yeah. all we got. Um, yeah, we stretched it out. Man. When are we going to yeah, be back? Yeah, pretty far. Eddie, when's the next show? Well, I mean, we got, we actually have, like, I, I feel like that projecting the lineup where we can kind of look at our pending UFA and our face, any upcoming free agents, and and obviously some of the rookies like Trevor Zegris and Benoit Olivier Grew. I think, like, that gives us enough content if we break it down and go, you know, forward to defense. Goalies is maybe not as bad, but you can add Lucas Dostal in the mix there. So I think we have enough content. Like, that could stretch probably 40, 40 to an hour. So we can... Probably come back next week if we yeah, want to. Yeah, let's do it. As soon as that. Weekend, yeah. <laughs> and, After Mother's uh, Day weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? That's not important. Yeah, just no shows Sunday. this weekend, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so we'll pump that out uh, in a week or two and have uh, have some more research behind it and have that show go. Maybe we can we can fill out uh, fill out our own projected lineups too and and see how they kind of pair up and and you know, where we have certain guys. But I know we have we have stuff. Um, set up for Patreon too. That will be pumping yeah, on the definitely doing that in the next two, week or two. Also, so all right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned to Twitter mostly if you want to find out what's going on next. We'll be back in a week or so. Have a great one, everyone. Stay safe. Bye, guys.